Unarmored Talk Podcast, Episode 31. How to Overcome Feeling Defeated, My NFL Experience. With today's guest, Jedediah Collins. And please remember to subscribe to my YouTube channel at Mario P. Fields YouTube to watch this episode and previous episodes. And don't forget to leave a rating and review and share this podcast with your friends and family. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, where we will have real-life conversations that helps you develop an accurate way of thinking. And where we're going to do this is by understanding, right, how feelings, emotions, and thoughts can influence the outcome of a personal and professional challenge. I'm your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's guest is Jedediah Collins, former NFL player, certified financial player, Amazon best-selling author. He's an adjunct professor at Washington State University. We're also partnering with the nonprofit or not-for-profit. Make sure I'm accurate when I say those words. Jed and I, mind if I call you Jed? Mario, as long as I get to call you sir, that's all good. <laughs> Welcome to Unarmored Talk Podcast, Jed and I, Collins. I could not be more excited, brother, with our partnership, our collaboration, and just the, the mutual energy we're bringing to our, our worlds. I'm excited. This is going to be fun. Hey, I'm excited. Likewise, man, especially when I meet someone who has more energy than I have, it just gets me all pumped and in inspired. So, uh, hey, tell the li listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. I would love to. So, uh, Jedediah Collins, as you mentioned, my journey really began, uh, you know, being the fourth of five children has its own, you know, set of, of, of instincts and, and realities. But, what I realized was I was getting to go play at Washington State, become a student athlete, get a scholarship, and then going into chasing this dream of the, the National Football League, um, I realized very quickly just how unprepared I was for the world of money, for that dream. And as you're in that game a little bit more, you, you start to see the dream can become a nightmare for many. Mm -hmm. And I, I noticed these statistics, these odds, and I started to challenge and ask, well, well, where are the answers? Who can I turn to? How can I help? And with the lack of resources out there, I turned to that good old fashioned, go to a bookstore and start preparing yourself. So um, it, it, was, it was a very humbling experience, one that I got to enjoy um, growing up with a big family. You, you learn a lot in that setting. But as I looked at it today, it was leaving the game of football, something that had defined me, had been my identity. What was it going to be that woke me up going forward? Um, I I'd spent some time in wealth management for about five years, learning the trade, getting to learn from some of the best, but then really identifying my bigger purpose and passion in life was to help people start their journeys not just help them end their journey. And so today that's where Money Vehicle lives. I get to combine some of the, the mindset I learned in the locker room. I call it the rookie to veteran side, as well as that financial literacy component of Money Vehicle and take that money and mindset and get to go out and empower young people. Nice. And, and you know, what I, what I believe a lot of people don't realize is they see Jedediah Collins today, right? You know, former NFL player, you know, successful person. But I don't think a lot of people know you were cut 12 times uh -huh. and then went on to become the number one fullback in the NFL. Let's talk a little bit about that. Well, first off, it's perseverance. <laughs> um, you know, you you have to have a little bit of crazy in you to play the game of football. 
But then to repeatedly be told no and keep going after it is a whole set of other skills. But it's one, as an entrepreneur today, I, I lean on that skill set. And as I mentioned, being the youngest of three brothers uh, growing up, I learned to lose on a daily basis. And I changed my perception of losing to where I could lose without being defeated. I would go out, and we were a basketball family, surprisingly. So my, my dad and my brothers all played basketball, not football. Uh, but we would go out onto that basketball court, and we'd play a game called King for a Day. Uh, my dad invented it where we'd play one-on-one, -on -one and the winning brother got to boss the other two around. And in that backyard, we played a 1,000 times. And I remember very vividly the two days baby brother Jed walked off the court as, as the, the king for the day. And I quickly realized going out there was I was not going to be victorious. My brothers were bigger than me, better than me. And it was just kind of how the, the, the cards were dealt. But the reality was I was getting better every day. And eventually I was going to catch up to them. And by the time I was as big and as good, we stopped playing. So I was kind of disappointed there. But that meant mindset. Being able to lose without being defeated. I got cut 12 times, as you mentioned, but yeah. each locker room, I forced myself to sit down. I'm a big journaler, big believer in writing down things. I would sit down and I would reflect. Who was still in that room? Why were they there? What were they doing that I wasn't doing? And I began to gather this, this set of actions, this set of behaviors that really defined what it meant to be a veteran, to be a professional. Um, and so I look at that journey, uh, it definitely formed the chip, and that chip is what I used to become the number one fullback, but it was really that identity of, you can tell me no, I can lose in the moment, but as long as I took a step forward, yeah. I hadn't failed, and success was going to happen when, you know, I, I, until I gave up, and that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and, and Jed, I like, I like the way you accurately talk about the difference between losing and being defeated. And I believe the reason why your brothers actually probably stopped playing basketball because, you know, you're number one fullback. They probably didn't want to get hit. And they were so. basketball guys. They were skinny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think that's important because, you know, because again, you know, you got cut, cut 12 times. You know, you played king of the day for years and you probably, your record was probably like one in 38. But, but uh, you know, but it's very important to understand it's okay to lose. It's, it's also okay to feel defeated you know, as long as you're aware of it, but understand there's a difference and you can make decisions to get beyond the loss or the, the, the defeat. So that's, that is amazing. I, anytime during the cuts, uh, you know, it, when you were cut, right, and you're in different locker rooms, at any time that you feel like anxiety, depression, or you're just like, man, I, I, I think I suck. I mean, or, <laughs> what emotions did you experience? I mean, a roller coaster of them. And I, I think what you just mentioned, this idea that we all look at successful people. We look at people who are at the top of the hill and think, oh, well, that's got, it's easy for them. You know, you got to be. But the, the truth and the reality is, is successful people are just the ones that got back up, the ones that kept going, the ones that dealt with these emotions. Uh, I will tell you, I am a very emotional being. Uh, my brothers are much more stoic. My father is much more stoic. And I just so happen to be a little bit more like my mom's. And so I would absolutely, and that's where the journaling came in. The journaling was my depression counselor, was the anxiety-ridden, writing it out, what is going on. 
was, you know, getting more spiritual, religious, praying, asking, what is this? Why is this happening? And now I have that all written down. And that hopefully will become a, a book and a journey one day that I get to share because it captured those emotions. People who look at me today and say, Jed, you bring energy. Jed, you're positive. How do you do this? It's a choice. And it's a choice that I realized I had control over. And energy is a funny thing. But I, you know, you, you look at it and you just get up and you give it all each and every day and you get to rest easy at night knowing that that day was productive. So the, the emotional side is a heavy toll. Again, being an entrepreneur, also an emotional roller coaster. And so in the, the NFL world, you are not allowed to show any of those emotions. I would assume similarly to a military atmosphere is you lead with your bravado, you lead with confidence. And I, I started to realize I was going to have to deal with that insecurity, especially in the transition away from the game, identifying who I was and establishing a new foundation. That is where it became so profound to be able to write out and speak to myself. And now when people say, how do you do that on a daily basis? I get to just respond and say, well, I still just talk to myself. I, I do it out loud. I do it when I'm alone. Um, but it's really just those journal entries, those mantras that I remind and those seeds I plant in my brain as I arise and as I wake up in the morning and try to have that same energy and attack it with that same mindset. Yeah, yeah. Well, well ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first on Unarmored Talk podcast. Jedediah Collins' memoirs will be coming out. <laughs> I'll be one of the first ones to buy, man. Yeah, you got to definitely write some memoirs you know, so, we can, uh, you know, so we can get inside the journey of your life as the fourth of five, you know, children. And uh, yeah, I've got to meet some pretty cool characters in my journey. I'm telling you, man. No, that's no. And that's interesting how, you know, and I like how you talk about choice, right? You know, how, how we can't choose to stop emotions and feelings. We're humans. That's, that's natural, but you can make a choice in the thought process to do something and not to, 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 to behave um, in an emotional way. Uh, so, so, well, let me, and can I jump in there, Mario? Yeah. Because I look at somebody like yourself, I look at our military and I say, these are courageous men and women. And that courage, we, again, much like success, we confuse courage. Doesn't mean that you aren't afraid. Courage doesn't mean that you didn't get a, uh, I just landed boots on the ground in a country I've never been. And I was supposed to go do a job. It doesn't mean you aren't internally asking those questions and panicking. Right. Courage is that choice that you just mentioned to be able to subdue those and go and take your task. And a part of me, why the military is so profound in so many people's lives is it shows you having that task, having that objective, that mission allows you to push a lot of that indecisiveness and just drive forward. And so I look at courage, I look at success, and I it, it is all that choice. And it is a really neat thought to just accept, oh, I am panicking. Oh, I am in a, a, a funk. I am in a depressive anxiety right. mood. So many others are here. It's my choice now. No, well, hey, then thanks. Thank, thank you, Jed. I appreciate that. And, um, you, you know, a lot of us always wonder, what is it like to get a check, right, from, from mm -hmm. the NFL? Your first, is it direct deposit? Is it a check? Um, how much is it? 
So I know you 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 know reading your history that you had some finance and you mentioned that you had some financial uh uh I would say inaccuracies when it comes to spending mm-hmm. money. But how was that when you first got started receiving money in the NFL? And then how did you blow it if you will? Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's an amazing moment to get that first check because you become a professional athlete and you get paid to play a sport, and it's just like this. This moment that you'll never forget that you you really just you're going to give me this to go and do what I was going to do for free anyway. I'm in. That's a great job. Um, With that being said, there are a lot of lessons that come with it. Um, The idea that these three years on average an NFL career is supposed to prepare you for the next 30 is a really tough concept to understand when you're 21, 22 years old. Yeah, A lot of people point to, oh, well, they blew the dream. You give a million dollars to most 22-year-olds, and it's not going to land in the same place it should be. Um, my personal story was my first paycheck coming from my rookie year being activated was a good big paycheck. It was about uh, $20,000 per week um, that we were getting paid. And I took that first big paycheck and I spent it the, before I even opened the envelope. Uh, you say direct deposited. No, back then they were not doing direct deposit, um, which I, I actually w- went in and started to say, I think this is a resource you guys should start doing. Today, they are much more and more doing it. But teams looked at it and said, if we can have a couple hundred thousand dollars uncashed for a few days, we'll take that interest. We'll take it. And so right. teaching players that mindset of why that's happening. So my first paycheck went to, and I say I spent it all, it it was an investment of sorts. I bought an engagement ring. My wife and I have been married for 10 plus years. It was a great decision, but it was a very poor financial decision. Financially, it was buying something that was out of my price range. It was looking at money coming in and money going out the same day. And that perspective, that mindset of being a spendor really set in. And it was after those first few paychecks that I woke up to the reality of what type of ore I really was. And I love pointing this to people because it's all around time frame. There are spendors who see money on a day to day. There are savors who see money on a month to month, maybe even year to year. And then there are investors who put money to work for them and see money through more of a decade time frame, 10 plus years. Then there are givors who get to a place in their life where they get to establish a new sense. But that jump from being a spendor to a savor was mm. essential. And even though I was an accounting major, it was not a skill they taught me to do with my paycheck. Nobody sat me down and said, you know, the Fields family is making $50,000. Here's what they need to handle and take care of. And so it was really an awakening and a humbling of, oh, yeah, yeah, you have a college degree, but nobody has prepared you and you are lost with what to do with this opportunity in front of you. Um, and so those first paychecks were really neat. I'd still to this day, remember sitting my rookie year in the Eagles and looking and seeing somebody with a $500,000 paycheck and just being absolutely blown away and talking to guys, you know, who are in those kinds of spaces. It is, it is really neat, but it is also even cooler to see the modern day athlete evolve Right. into how they're handling it and the impact that they are trying to make today. 
Wow. Wow. Thanks for sharing it. And, and, um, you, you know, I, you know, I've been following you, you know, for, for months now. I mean, once you and I connected and mm-hmm. I feel like we've known each other for years, my friend. That's feel um, like that. And, and so, so now could, could you share with the listeners and viewers from your journey, right? From your journey of being cut 12 times, um, becoming number one fullback in the NFL during that process, understanding the difference between right spending, saving, and, and being an investor, and I love how you put that. I mean, I took notes mentally. I'll write them down after the after the show. But but what what has that allowed you to do? Reflecting back, what ha- has that allowed you to do now to help um, not just regular folks, right? But but NFL athletes. What are you doing now to help athletes to not make the same decisions you made years ago? It's a combination of educating, but also empowering. And one of the first things I get to sit and talk to, sure, rookies in the NFL, is the difference between being rich and being wealthy. And rich is having money today. Wealth is how many tomorrows you don't have to worry about money. And really seeing that differentiation, because so many young people today say, if I get that raise, or if I just get a little bit more, oh, this windfall comes in. If you handed $100,000 to most people, they would have no idea what to do with it. Right. So our goal is to prepare them to plan and say, it doesn't matter if it's a hundred, a thousand, or a hundred thousand dollars. I know what I'm going to go do with that next paycheck because I have prepared myself, because I have a plan and a strategy. And so, what we're trying to do today is really get people to start to use money. And we use that that acronym USE in our sequence is you understand. I need you to understand what the concepts are. We need to understand this foreign language. The S is for strategize. We need to build a plan. We need to have our accounts set up. We need to understand and strategize how we are seeing topics like insurance and taxes, cybersecurity. What is our strategy in those lanes? Right. And then the E is to be efficient. Now that we have, we have an understanding, we have our strategy, now we get to go and make it more efficient and see those behaviors, see our routines and our processes really come to light. And as I was in wealth management, I was creating and helping hundreds of people build out these plans. And I took a step back and I said, there were a lot of symmetries. There was a lot of connection between all of these. No matter how they made the money, no matter where they were, there was a foundational platform that everybody built off of. And I thought to myself, well, how can we share with more and more people what that foundation looks like? Right. And it's it's not that it is you know, rocket science or, you know, heart surgery. It is just that it is a topic that we have not discussed and has been taboo for too long. And so as we look at laying this foundation, it's that communication, it's that real confidence, and then it's the ability to go and act. And that's where I get to bring in some of those rookie to veteran mindsets of the behaviors I needed to learn that professionals went and did. And so that connectivity of what we're helping young people do is not just learn about money, but to go and use it. Yeah. And I like the acronym. I mean, very simplistic, very easy to follow. I mean, I'll start following it, you know, to, to understand, right. Strategize young military guy. Right. So, Oh yeah. I love, <laughs> you, you know, right before the show, you and I talk about strategies. I love strategizing yes. and then efficiencies, of course, be efficient uh, when you, when you apply what you learn. So that, that, that is amazing. Any, um, any any last remarks, any advice um, that you can leave our listeners and viewers 
uh, that that you believe. I mean, you've already left a lot of good stuff. And, and again, I, that's just my belief. But any anything else that you can leave us, you know, so we can become better uh, people and think more accurately in the financial space. I would say it's twofold. Number one, it's very different than or very similar to what we were talking about being losing and defeated. Um, so many people take the topic of money and they feel so overwhelmed by it, so embarrassed by their lack of knowledge, their lack of, of ability. Don't feel that way. That's a script. That's a money mindset that too many people have. And they beat themselves up for not knowing these things. I was embarrassed, humiliated, and really humbled when I realized how little I knew about money. And I will share this with you. The more and more I start to understand it, the less and less I think I really actually know about it. It is a crazy atmosphere. But what we want to do is say, you don't need to know all of the world. What you do need to know is the beginnings, the foundational tools. And so take that identity. Look at how you see money. One of the exercises I love to share is completing this sentence. Money is. Money is what to you? Right. Really identifying how you were brought up, what your community thought, what you think about it today, and seeing that, maybe even writing it down, because as you move forward, you're going to start to say money is a vehicle. Money is this thing, this resource, this verb. It is not the noun. I don't want a million dollars. I want what a million dollars reflects in the lifestyle it can bring. So money is what to you today and how can you begin to build the skill set and the mindset to be able to start to use it productively? And the only the last little tip, because one of our missions in Money Vehicle is to open a million Roth accounts, would be to look at that Roth account and see as a young professional, as somebody I am 18, getting my first paycheck, I'm 28, I'm even 38. What is this advantage of being taxed today? but then never being taxed again. Understanding that concept is one of our biggest missions because it is so practical and applicable for people to go and do. And you will be amazed at the efficiency in your growth after having taken that one simple action. Nice. I, I truly, truly appreciate those words of wisdom and to help us uh, think more accurately as we move forward uh, in our lives. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jedediah Collins, I know folks may want to find you. How can they find you? So I would say definitely check out yourmoneyvehicle.com. Yourmoneyvehicle.com will take you to our first built out on-demand certification course. If you want to connect with me personally, LinkedIn, Jedediah Collins, or on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at Fullback of Finance. Love putting out content, love establishing this relationship. And really, Mario, I am so excited to partner with you and to continue to spread the message and just continue to empower people. So I welcome questions, thoughts, and feedback. Please, by all means, reach out. I believe I'm more excited than you. So, I mean, I can't beat you up, man. So we'll just have to work and fight over. <laughs> Uh, I, I bet you could give me a go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, again, thank you for tuning in on Unarmored Talk Podcast. Until next time, we'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Subscribe at www.unarmoredtalk.com to receive information on the release of upcoming episodes. Unarmored Talk Podcast is sponsored by Global Inspirational Speakers, LLC 
a inspirational speakers bureau that connects inspirational speakers to the world.